Sean from the last podcast and in collaboration with several colleagues around the galaxy proudly brings you insightful and intriguing discussion on Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. Welcome to We Have Spoken. Chapter 1 and 2 of We Have Spoken, everyone, and welcome to a new series of The Last Podcast. I am your host, Sean, and we are happy to have you in the cantina where the Mandalorian just left the quarren looking like some sushi. I've reached out to the best renegades I know in the galaxy, and we are proud to bring you the legend of the Mandalorian. If you're new to the podcast or you need a reminder, you can support the podcast through donations using PayPal. Donate $1 and get an exclusive last podcast sticker. Support the show so we can pay our bar tab. Head on over to www.mrctechllc.com backslash become a fan for more information. If you like game streams, come on out and join me as I play through a series of games on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Mixer. Join the chat and follow the channels. Well, I'm super excited to bring you this series. I've collaborated with a few of my buddies that I've interacted with for a while now, and I asked them, hey, would you like to come on the podcast and talk about The Mandalorian? I can sneak into this small segment I call The Mandalorian Minute. And then all of a sudden, minutes became 20 minutes plus, became 40 minutes plus, and thus, We Have Spoken was born. First up, we're going to talk a chapter one of the mandalorian with damien we're gonna then move on to chapter one and chapter two with my good friend mike i'm excited to bring you these mini interviews as we have some nice banter and some nice insight into the mandalorian uh, let me preface by saying that when we talked about the mandalorian we mostly only watched it one time maybe twice so please excuse our misinformation because I'm sure new information has been presented as the data miners of the Star Wars universe have dug up some cool Easter eggs. So you're getting some raw and emotional uh, discussion for the Mandalorian virtually the day after or the night of the showing of the Mandalorian. So stay tuned, sit back, relax, and enjoy the discussion of the Mandalorian. We have spoken. Yeah? Good. We're going to bring on a special guest, Mr. Dupree721, Mr. Damien. How are you, big guy? What's going on, fella? How you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. So super excited about The Mandalorian. Like, I almost can't believe we're getting content of this quality in a 38-minute package. It's incredible. What I love uh, the most about it, like I watched yesterday's episode three times. Like I was off yesterday, so wow. I had the time. It was okay. I could I could work it into the schedule just to like try and pick up on stuff that I missed the first go around, or just like hear yeah. the tone of certain lines and see where they're going. Sure, dude, it's it's perfect. Uh, I only have a single watch, and then I watched the opening scene up to the splash screen with some of my students today, and just looked at them like, yes. This is what this is. This is awesome. So, uh, what do you? What are your thoughts on the story so far? What do you got? So, I like that it's uh, 
you know, there's not every episode a beginning, middle, end. It seems like it's going to be a six-hour-long Star Wars movie almost. Okay. Um, so you have, like, you know, our setup right now. You have the cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and you're just like, whoa. And now it's just going to – it seems like it's going to ramp up for the next few. Yeah. And I think it's going to have a nice bow on the end of it. But we already know there's going to be a season two, and they're apparently, according to John Favreau, already filming it, which is – Awesome. Yeah, I saw. I, I couldn't believe I wasn't following him on Instagram, so I followed him, and the first thing that showed up was the Mandalorian helmet, and he was like, "Season two yep. is happening," and I'm like, "Yes, I'm putting this in my story tonight." So yeah, for me, I, I I couldn't sit and relax in my seat. I was on the literal edge of my seat the entire time, and then tried to sit back and relax, and then they infiltrated that compound. And I was like, I can't believe I can't I can't relax during the show. This is really getting me all crazy. So, uh, you know, I love the way it opens, you know, very Western, uh, reminding me of like Tombstone, you know, Doc Holliday coming in. And he's like, no one's going to this is this guy's bad news. And he had hasn't said a word yet. I was like, I was floored at the lack of communication. And I really wanted that uh, Hey Mando guy to be. Uh, the main character from the boys. Like I really wanted him. I forget what his name is, but you know, he was in Thor Ragnarok and he had the yeah. machine guns. Like I really wanted to and, be that. And Star Trek and yes. everything. I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. So that was awesome. I mean, storyline wise, tons to unpack. I only mm-hmm. got, I, I got one viewing on it. You got a few. Is there any nuggets that stood out to you? Just, I think that, uh, you know, we, we don't know, like we've seen Boba Fett, Django, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least on like the big screen, now small screen. I'm not a big expanded universe guy. I haven't okay. read like a lot of the books and things like that. So for me going into it with that perspective, it's kind of cool to see like him having those flashbacks yeah. and like that PTSD of, yeah. you know, family and things like that. And I think that ties into how the episode ends. So I think you're going to kind of see a little bit of emotion from him which i think is important because the guy's wearing a helmet the whole time yep. and in, if he went around being robotic like ig11 it's you know you don't connect with the character as much so i think having that out there was like really cool and i think it's going to keep tying in you're going to keep seeing more of it and he's you know for being a bounty hunter he, you know he's gathering guys that have done wrong but you you know it's kind of like a way we can connect with him better for sure morally gray i think is the term uh that's a yes. big theme in today's movies i mean uh, when, you know, you, you get the flash. So I, I know a lot of the Mandalorian history based off of Clone Wars, based off of Rebels, if you haven't watched mm-hmm. those. You know, uh, Darth Maul, God bless him, comes back somehow alive. We're just going to accept it. Right. That's just what it is. And he ends <laughs> up leading the Mandalorian, like a Mandalorian clan, and takes over Mandalore before the empire sort of destroys it. At least that's how that's my interpretation of it because the Darth Maul has the black saber at one point which is a modified lightsaber and and the person who holds the black saber is the leader of all the clans. That's the quick summary. So from what we know from a new hope on all we know is Bubba Fett, right? We don't and really we don't even know his name until Han Solo says something in Return of the Jedi. So it's mystery. There's all sorts of mystery. And then we get mm-hmm. a whole scene of a Mandalorian compound, yep. un- like underground in a secret way. Like, I feel like no one knows they're there. So I was kind of confused as to where that location was because he was on like some ice planet 
and then he, you know, dropped off the the bodies to wherever. I don't even know if it was established where they're at so far. Uh, you know, where he parks the rate. I don't know. And then, like, I guess this is his hometown. You know, and a Mandalorian yeah. culture is created. It's very, it's very interesting. That's, the one thing I did notice is usually they establish like planet names, and they oh, did nothing. They so everything's yeah. just, hey, we're we're at this place, we're at that place. You know, and obviously we know that where he ends up at the end of the episode is definitely not where he's at yeah. at the beginning and things like that, just based off of climate. But um, I kind of like that aspect because they can always go back to it. And, you know, I don't think everything needs a name, but I think that they're doing everything for a purpose or for a reason. Oh, yeah. This is definitely this feels very well paced out to what they uh, want to do. And uh, for me, just going back to the progression of the episode, like I, I don't think I was bored. Like not one time, even when nope. during the during the quietest of times where he's staring down people. I'm like, what is he going to do? What is he thinking? You know, that's felt that the whole way. And then, you know, there was, did you laugh during this episode? I laughed several times. There, there was like humor at the exact right point. Yeah. And it was just like a quick little haha, And then they would get right back to everything. Yeah. But like him trying to learn how to, uh, I can't think of the name of the creature that the he was trying to ride. They tried to kill I him. But was. The yeah. Blurg, yeah. like him trying to ride the Blurg was funny. And then it turned like serious. He mastered it and boom, he went on. Yeah. And then even him and IG-11, who I think is absolutely coming back, 100%. will, uh, I thought it was so funny. Like they had their quips. And because it's funny because droids just don't, they're dry. They don't have that like yeah. sense of humor. So yeah. the fact that he could go back and forth with him, it's just, it's it such a good setup. It's so funny. Yeah. I, I, what did he say? He said, you know, this is my capture or whatever the exact words. And he goes, yeah, but he's not outside yet. And he goes, this is logical. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, like everything about it was so funny to me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's time to self-destruct. And he's like, stop it. We're not self-destructing. Knock it off. There was like three three self-destruct warnings. He was like, all right, I'm going to self-destruct now. He's like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We're, we're pinned down. They turn around and they see like the 50 caliber equivalent of a gun. And they're like, you know what? Well, there's nothing much we can do with that thing. So we got to figure it out figure it out so yeah i mean that that was interesting so um i mean the story you know we meet him uh you know we know he's capturing people uh we know there's a mandalorian a colony and then he gets put on this 50 year tracking mission with very little information about it uh, we don't really meet all the characters that they've advertised right we only met right. uh carl carl edwards i think his name's griff uh, the 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 head guild guy who has a very saucy voice love his voice he's very mysterious to me uh, and then the Ugnot I think his name is Guile or Galil or something like that he was excellent I was not expecting was great. any kind of like long term interaction with him for whatever reason I guess because I'm thinking Cloud City because they were in like mm -hmm. they're just grunting they were, like there was yeah. no interaction between what no communication saying. just like you know moving stuff around and yeah. you know throwing but he was it was cool to see forth. some oh god what a cringing <laughs> mole I can't stand that but they were they were like kind of mindless back then yeah. now it's like there's oh there's intelligence to the race yeah it's yeah. it was cool to see for sure and uh 
you're a Mandalorian. I'll help you. And I'm like, oh, that's super convenient. And I'm like, and then they explained it. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm glad that this show is not just taking liberties to take liberties. You know, like, we're, right. I, I, the, as you know, this Star Wars fan base is just not going to accept nonsense, <laughs> for, even though we're talking about sci-fi. So I'm glad that they're, you know, they're sort of circling back to some things. So they get to the compound, they infiltrate the compound, and at that point I lost track of time. I had no idea what time it was in the like in the sense of the show. And then I'm like, oh, it's it's gonna be like a baby of some sort. That's cool. You know, that's 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 a little awkward for a bounty hunter to see a baby and then 100%. They, and then they drop. They drop <laughs> the biggest MacGuffin on us and I don't I don't know how I feel about it. What's your thoughts? It was at first I'm like, all right, I see like it's it, it's some kind of like cradle floating. I'm like, okay. And then I see the ears and I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. And I see the eyes and the little hand. I'm Whoa. like, what? Whoa. Because, I mean, we've only seen what? Um, Yoda and then um, uh, Yaddle? Yeah, correct. That was for 150 points. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> so we've only seen them. And like, there's a whole, like his, that whole race is like, yeah we don't know a lot about it. And like, maybe there's stuff in the expanded universe that even details any of that. But like, I feel like there's in terms of like me, who's not like a casual fan, but I don't read a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a lot going on mythology wise with that race. So you're just like, Oh crap. And then you're like, Oh, it's a baby, but it's 50 years old. It's like, it's just, you know, and IG, uh, you know, points out like, Oh, different species, you know, age differently and stuff like that. But you're just like, Oh crap. Like somebody wants this baby. And you know, then you just start thinking, well, why do they want the baby? Like, you know, what significance does this have? And now, you know, it's just going to be pretty important to the rest of the story for the rest of the season. For sure. And there's there's huge uh, ripples that this will create uh, left and right, up and down. Uh, one, I got a question. Why were so many Trandoshans protecting this thing? Somebody's put it there, right? You know, and mm-hmm. then you have the Ugnaught saying, like, ever since they showed up, it's been terrible. Yet they're protecting this little itty bitty child, well, for lack of a better term, for right. why? And what are they doing with it? Are they just holding on to it for a rainy day? Like, how did they come to have it? And why does the science, I mean, we know why the, a scientist would want to have a species, but to study it. You know, he was very adamant. I forget his name kind of just passed through. He was very adamant about bringing that thing back alive. But yes. at the same time, he didn't care if it was dead either, meaning the the main mm-hmm. guy. So there's lots of conflict. This is so – Yep. We got – what is it? Wednesday? We got two days. In two days, we're going to find out. <laughs> In two days, we're going to find out. So, I know. We're spoiled this week, but then we had to wait a whole other week oh until the next episode. Tell me so. about it. So let's, then we'll transition <laughs> to predictions, right? So we have a an episode – I guess I like that they're just called Chapter One, Chapter Two. Like I'm, um, I yeah. hate when they give you a name, and that sort of like spoils it before you kind of can get into it. So Chapter Two coming Friday, predictions. So, I think that um, obviously Mando's going to go like rogue and be on the run. Um, he's eventually going to run to Kara, who used to fight with the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. So. You know, she has the face tattoo and everything. So I think she'll run into – or he'll run into her. Um, she'll see the baby. IG-11 is going to get, like, reprogrammed, kind of yeah. like K2SO, yeah. to serve him. 
Uh, and then I think they're just going to be on the run to find the right place to bring this baby because they're going to find that there's some kind of sanctuary or something. Yeah. And they'll be able to find some kind of information out. But you're going to have the people who sent Mando, you know, going after him, plus whoever sent IG-11. Like, they're both members of the guild. Mm -hmm. But, you know, somebody else had sent him too. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to have conflict with that. And then, um, you know, Carl Weathers, he's kind of – as much as you love him from Rocky and everything else, but – just kind of wonder what, you know, he's going to think about all this too, because that's his, you know, that's a big score. And, you know, he only had so much to go around, yeah. but then he had this thing with no puck and everything else. So, I mean, you know, I think that we're going to find out maybe it's some kind of clone based off like the photo we were talking about yeah. earlier today yeah. with just markings and things like that. Um, because it does take place after return and before force awakens. Yep. So I think he's going to be some kind of clone and, uh, IG-11 will get reprogrammed, but the way that they're going to end it, I just really don't even know at this point. I have a yeah. feeling ultimately they'll return the baby to wherever it's supposed to be, mm -hmm. and there might just be like this little planet kind of like you know Endor where all these Ewoks are. Yeah. You don't see Ewoks anywhere else, but you see them on Endor. Fair. So I think the Mando will probably return them there and then maybe carry on to the second season where he's dealing with the repercussions of his actions yeah uh, and we haven't even gotten into moff gideon yet we don't even know where his role is played um speaking of ewoks th there is a a character ewok in the chuck wendig series uh he's a the, the ewok is an expert slicer that's literally the only <laughs> other mention of ewok that i know between endor and like chuck wendig so let's do some math so uh the show says 50 about 50 years old the show takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. That leaves 45 years. Let's minus 20 for mm -hmm. the original trilogy because that's Luke, uh, his age. That means 25 years between – I think – isn't there 20 years between prequels and trilogy because Luke is born and he's about 20, right? Yep. So mm -hmm. 25 years before the prequel. Well, there's how there's ten. What? How many years between the prequels? Like episode one, there has to be thirty-ish years, right? Because Anakin is eight. Because Anakin grows, he grows up a good, good right, bit. So and I feel like there's not. I feel like there's maybe five between two and three. Yeah. So there might be. Well, set. Let's say fifteen. So this feels like it's going to connect to Camino and clone the clone troopers. And did somebody? get there before sifo Diaz commissioned them did sifo Diaz? he's um he has uh it it's revealed are you ready let me put on my glasses uh the the dooku jedi lost um audiobook which was well produced you should listen to it in the car it's very good uh sifo Diaz had seizures he had seizures because he could see the future which is why the clone army was created he could actually see something happening with the sith fun fact so did he see this as well, that the Jedi would be killed? All I don't know. These are all questions that, mm. with that information, and this it's, it's almost yeah. like a like a, a Terminator thing, like sending, yeah. yes, sending one in just for the you know ain't just in case. Yes. So um, that would be pretty cool. The predictions uh, cannot be unmatched <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I agree with all your predictions. Um, you know, I I want more out of the Mandalorian culture and the lore there. I think we yep. need to see that. I think we deserve that. I love the whole like melting of the bell car 
and forging each individual piece of armor. And like half of me, I'm like, bring that little baby back, take care of your armor, no big deal, move on with your life. And at the same yeah. time, I'm like, well, again, this is how they want us to feel. We're, we want to feel that conflict. So give us your overall impressions after 38 minutes of new Star Wars content. Uh, it's refreshing, man. I mean, it's a story where we don't have any Skywalker reference, like nothing that pertains to mm -hmm. any of that stuff, mm -hmm. just completely fresh and a chance to really dive into some of the history, like the Mandalorians mm -hmm. and things like that, that we don't see a lot or don't read a lot about. Like it's just to see that on the screen, the action was awesome. Um, the characters I think are very good and I think they're only going to develop more yep. and just really cool. Like to be able to relate to a guy who can't physically emote on the screen is just like it, that says it all. Like they're doing a good job. And I think the thing is too, they realize after a lot of the backlash from like solo and last Jedi that they have to hit home runs from here on out. Yeah. And they have to do these things. Right. And like John Favreau and Dave Filoni, like those guys know what they're doing. And I think that this show's really awesome. And I, I mean, I watched it three times. I didn't yeah. watch it three times because I need to, you know, see if i liked it i already knew i liked it from the first i just wanted to watch it a couple more because i just couldn't get enough of it and i was like oh i just watched it there's 38 minutes i have to wait till friday now so right. that's kind yeah. of like bridging the gap from now till friday for sure for sure well that's awesome yeah my overall impressions very positive like i said on the edge of my seat uh it feels fresh but familiar we saw so many cool nostalgic things but at the same time this doesn't feel like it's a rehash right now mm -hmm. it does feel like new new stuff is happening love the razor crest great looking ship someone i don't know if you saw someone built a lego out of it and i like was like i did see that show me those instructions i want it yesterday <laughs> um so yeah i i think and there's an atsd coming sometime right this this raider is coming at some point the lego does exist, i mean the lego's out right? there so it yep. must be coming soon so Overall impressions very positive. Uh, I don't know how you couldn't like it outside of being just a curmudgeon about it. Like there was too many positives about it to to take. Maybe People the, just uh, yeah. they maybe, like to complain. Yeah, the the blurg <laughs> maybe the blurg for me. I was like ah, I don't really need to see him taming a blurg. But outside of that, it only lasted a few seconds, a few moments, and then right. we moved on from it. So I think the the timing is great. Forty minutes. I'm glad it really wasn't 60 because 60 is a long sitting period. So 40 is a Agreed. wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, so for me, I'm going to watch it again, and then I'm going to sit down at the computer and break it down for everybody uh, in the next segment after we sign off with Mr. Dupree 721. Any final thoughts? Uh, nah, man. Can't wait to hear the show. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty cool, you know, I know you always mention uh, Sinister Six and stuff. It's just it's really cool to have this community. Like I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for that or for Ryan Simmons. I am Ryan. Um, just cool to you know have this opportunity to chat with you a little bit about something that we really love. Well, that's great, Dame. Uh, maybe we'll check back with each other over the weekend and do a little five-minute session on Mandalorian Sounds Chapter good. 2. Sounds good? Always up for it. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're going to sign off with Damien. Thanks a lot. So I hope you enjoyed that session with Damien. Uh, he did a great job, and I, and I hope to have him back on the show this Friday for our 
initial reactions of chapter three. My apologies for the audio as his audio was really hot and to edit that down uh, would have been uh, a burden to bear. So we'll keep that in mind the next time Damien is on. But please now enjoy the hour-long chapter one and chapter two recap of The Mandalorian featuring... Mr. Mike Mateo. All right, everybody. We have a special guest on the podcast to talk about the Mandalorian. Mr. Mike Mateo, MJ Mateo13 on Instagram. How are you tonight, Mike? Not too bad, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Excited to uh, do this new segment that I'm putting together for the Mandalorian. Hoping we can continue through the eight chapters scheduled. Loving it. Good stuff. So. We've both we're in a strange situation because we've both watched two episodes, but we're going to kind of break this down episode by episode. So overall, in chapter one, what did you think of the storyline? I love the storyline in chapter one. I felt like in chapter one there was so much happening, where there was so much that you needed to break down. Right. Um. I mean, obviously, the big reveal at the end was kind of like a... Yeah, big MacGuffin there, sure. Oh, yeah. But the story in Chapter 1, I actually really enjoyed to get to know who the Mandalorian is. How about yourself? Uh, For me, I thought about it, and I said, you know, Pedro Pascal before was Oberyn. Pedro Pascal is now the Mandalorian. Oberyn doesn't exist in his, his career in my opinion, the Mandalorian no. is his defining character so well, far. Well, the other thing I remember him from was, uh, I mean, w- one year of Drinksmiths was uh, Narcos, and I remember him from right. Narcos, and I was like, I remember liking Narcos, but mm-hmm. not loving it, yeah. and but loving him. Right. So I love Pedro Pascal. Yeah, another Narcos uh, relation in the Star Wars universe is Diego Luna. He yes. is. He's also. I think it's an offshoot of the original Narcos. I think. Um, I forget. Uh, there's a. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, but I hear great things yeah. of that show. But yeah, I mean, we don't see his face at all. Yet we feel nope. all the emotions. We, yes. we feel it from uh, badassery all the way down to empathy. Dude, and speaking of badassery. He drops one of the most bad, I, in my opinion, one of the most badass lines in all of Star Wars. Please quote is, it. Quote it right now, and I need to hear oh, it. Oh, I will quote the hell out of it. <laughs> I can bring you in warm, or I I can bring you in cold. Yes. And I was like, yes, I'm in already, and it's the first five minutes. Oh man! And as he as he says, I can bring you in cold. He's unsnapping his uh, his west such a western gun. I don't know if you've seen like if you actually kind of got a a screen cap of it, but it is basically a six shooter. That's what it looks oh, like. Oh yeah, and it's so cool. A six blaster, if you will. For sure, for sure. Uh yeah, so it is, the episode sort of starts off with a bang, although they released the first two minutes at Monday night at halftime, which was yeah. interesting. I mean, yeah, sure, everything except for the, uh, the what I like to call the filet of fish, uh, which, was, <laughs> which was so nice. I just like that. You know, I know it's Disney. It's supposed to be a, ki- a kiddie platform, but that's pretty – I'm good with that amount of gore. Like, I don't need – 
I mean, actually, in A New Hope, there was blood, if you remember, yeah. after the lightsaber cut through, which doesn't make any sense in today's Star Wars, because that would have... There would Even have been, in uh, Force yeah. Awakens, when uh, the the blood smear across the, um, oh, yeah. the stormtrooper and and kylo and and kylo ren banging into his uh his wound and it's dripping into the snow as well so that's like i'm good i don't need any more uh of like violence although when we get to chapter two oh gee mama does that rifle punch a punch a pack doesn't it but um oh yeah it does dear lord so we we obviously it's sort of uh, flipped on us right off. The, we get flipped because we think he's going after these guys because the trailer see you see four uh, carbonite containers and there's four yeah. four guys and we think he's going after them and uh, lo and behold he's going after the lowly fish like you can take my credits like I was I had such joy watching this one first off I couldn't my back didn't hit the back of my chair. That's how intense I was watching this, but I was I was, yeah, I was into it. I was giggling so much at this at this show, just from Horatio Sands' lines to them sitting in the cockpit, which another person pointed out, like if he was just gonna put him in carbonite, why would he have him go to his his cockpit? But at the same time, yeah. I, I, a counter to that is, well, maybe it's more expensive to unfreeze them because there's a chance he could die. So this maybe, very possible, you know, yeah. maybe maybe he didn't want to. Like, that's a last resort sort of thing. Like, people who resist get put into carbonite. But obviously, he was up to yeah, something. Yeah, like he brings them into his cockpit. And he's like, if you're going to sit there, cool. I'm just going to bring you in. Yeah. It's going to be fine. But if you're, oh, you have to go to the bathroom, air yeah. quotes. And then they go downstairs and he, they uncover his 11111 passcode <laughs> to all his guns. <laughs> And then he's like, "Well, carbonite it is for you." Yeah. How about um? How reminiscent of John Wick was his gun array, gun setup? Oh, so incredible! You know, like so John Wick, so incredible. Oh, and even his like the way he delivers his lines is yeah. John Wick too. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Where it's just like I have no emotion. I'm just going to deliver my lines the same yeah. exact way every time. Exactly. Exactly. Regardless of humor or not. So we on a, we're on an ice planet. One thing that I don't like is we don't know what these planets are called. At least for me, I didn't catch it on the first watch through. Like I don't like the after. I didn't catch it on the second. Yeah, I don't like the after effect. Like oh, by the way, they're on planet Tahuna, and you're like, well, that doesn't help. Like I wish, I hope in the future they sort of learn and put a little subtitle at the bottom, just stating where things are. And, you know, Agreed. it would be cool if it was, like, Planet Tabor 3, uh, 500 parsecs from Yavin 4. J- I don't know, yeah, just to give a little reference, just a little reference to put place it within, you know, the known galaxy for the person who doesn't really pay attention. But, uh, yeah, so the ice planet, nice little, you know, no droids. You know, it pulls up a little clunker Uber, uh, comes and drives, yeah. and drives them back, which is fine, yeah, you know. I love it. No problem. Yeah, driven by Brian Posehn for sure, which I I immediately <laughs> recognized, and now I remember he was on the Star Wars show uh, a few episodes back talking about how he was on the Mandalorian, and I just I didn't make that connection until the the other night. Um, Dude, and here's yeah. the thing: I love those little Star Wars cameos that you wouldn't think twice about. Sure, like Horatio Sands as the little 
you know the um the guy the guy that is going after the bounty of yep Ryan Posting is the driver or like Force Awakens, yeah. You got Daniel Craig as one yep. of the stormtroopers. I love those little random tidbits of cameos that they do with Star Wars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um there was a few uh man, what is his name? He was in Looper, not Bruce Willis. He was in The Last Jedi. Uh he was also Robin uh, Joseph in Gordon Levin. Yeah. So he was in. He's always in Ryan Johnson's movies, from what I understand. Yes. Um, I think Lynn Moran Manuel was in Force Awakens as an alien, but you wouldn't recognize him because yes. he's all makeuped up. But anyways, it's it's good that you know they're obviously attempting to diversify the population for Star Wars and make oh, yeah. it a little. Um, but they, you you don't want to make it a, a a game though. Like oh, who's going to be the next exactly. cameo? Like that that'll get old uh, after a while. So. The story, you know, we meet Carl Edwards. I think his name's Griff in the story. Grief, I think. Yeah, right? Grief, Grief something. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm never good with names after the, after the first one. Um, I've been watching Resistance for season one and season two, and I still don't know any of the names. I just kind of watch it for the story. But, uh, you know, he's a little bit of a guild, kind of a cool, yeah. like, gritty, gritty area. Uh, you know, he asks for the next uh, assignment. And he's just yeah. like, yeah, listen, I can give this to you, but you're going to have to make him face-to-face. So what did you think of, you know, that whole exchange, the bounty exchange? Well, I, I was I was really excited. He's like, here's Imperial credits. He's like, these are Imperial credits. Yeah, what, what the, what's like, that mean? They still spend. So, like, to me, that means that, like, the Mandalorian has some morals, where he's like, no, I'm not going to take Mandalorian. Uh, I'm not going to yeah, take... Yeah, yeah. Uh, imperial credits and then he gives them the calamari credits which were worth half of what he did right and then i was like all right this guy's in on to something he didn't want any of the regular um like bounty uh bail skip bail jumpers that he was offering them but he was really interested in the the one like essentially the one that kind of way kind of the thing sure it intrigued him, and like he was getting bored of his normal jobs. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm really interested to see what what grief has going forward in the story. Like, mm-hmm. now that we know what we know, like, what is grief's role going to be with sure. this? Sure. Yeah. Is he going to be? Well, yeah. We'll 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 talk. We'll we'll connect back to that after chapter two. Uh, yes. But um, something interesting, and again, I don't know how f- how deep you went into Mandalorian history, but I did not. The fact, yeah, the fact that he walks into this Mandalorian compound seems to be underground, seems to be very secretive. Not a lot of people know that it exists. Mm-hmm. That's that's the vibe I got. Uh, the Mandalorians were virtually wiped out. Um, yes. After, you know, sort of um, pre A New Hope, you know, the Empire sort of took them out or they became part of the Empire, something like that. I, the, yeah. the details for me are hazy, but we haven't, obviously, if the only Mandalorian we're aware of is Bubba Fett and we're still unknown, then the fact that this Mandalorian, they've been building this secret community. And that means a lot. It's almost like he's giving the calamari credits as like a penance. Like, yeah. you know, like it seems like all the Mandalorian warriors provide 
the pennants to keep them uh, up and running. And he's got the, the best car armor. And I love the armory. I love that she's creating things right there. Very oh, mid- The armory yeah. is amazing. Very medieval-like. I love the armory. Mm. Uh, sort of reminded me of Lord of the Rings a little bit. Uh, in, in you know, in essence. I am, I am not a Lord of the Rings watcher. Well, that's okay. You could, I mean, just from, <laughs> you know, kind of like Jon Snow in Game of Thrones when he's like the blacksmith, you know, or Gendry, you know, he's the guy making weapons for everybody and they're just awesome, awesome. I was going to go to uh, um, Ragnarok. Yeah, that works too. Where, where you need to get the uh, new uh, hammer. Sure. That's, that's what I was sure. Thinking. That's um, yeah. No, that's a that's an equally good relation. But yeah. So the Mandalorians are. You know, we get this PS this PTSD scene where banging yes. on the hammer and it's switching scenes. And obviously, I'm assuming that that happened on Mandalore. Which I'm also assuming that puts him at age forty ish. That's, Sounds about right. That's kind of my my guess is that he's about age forty, uh, and then, you know, we you know that kind of moves on and he heads to the next uh, planet, which was nice that he left planet. I didn't think I had I had a theory that he was he was going to be on the same planet the whole time. So I'm glad he's traveling through yeah. the galaxy. So see, my I was a little upset with the flashback scenes because I. I felt the flashback scenes were a little too rushed. Okay, I'm with you. Like, I would have wanted to see a little more what was happening, where I know probably in future episodes we're going to get more, we're going to see more of the story of what happened to him and what made him the way that he is. Sure. But I would have liked to see a little more at that point where, like, not like every hammer gong was like a little, like, blip of what happened right so if speaking of like so if we're five years after return of the jedi where the mandalorian lives at what point during the timeline do you think that those flashbacks were right so again that all the so the sequel trilogy takes place. I'm sorry, the o- oh, the OT takes place what like five years in length from start to finish. You know, Luke yeah. Luke is twenty, Luke is twenty five, twenty seven when Return of the Jedi is. So then mm-hmm. there's twenty years between the Empire and uh, the prequel trilogies. Yes. Mandalore existed during the prequel trilogies because they're all over the Clone Wars if you watch the animated shows. So my guess is the siege happens sometime. And again, maybe 40 is too old. Maybe he's 30. You know, 32, yeah. 33. Um, because you don't, you know how old Pedro Pascal is. You don't know how old the Mandalorian right. oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a big thing. Like... Maybe we never see his removal of the helmet because, A, Pedro Pascal is too old for the character. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe they de-age him at the end. That'll be the big, you know, and he's and he's 20, you know, or something like that, like some kind of like yeah. wild number. But, yeah, uh, it's very – the Mandalorian uh, the history is, is pretty cool. I mean, they 
they haven't been seen in a while and now they're back so it's kind of the perfect storyline to to create more star wars stories off of because they're virtually unknown everybody can learn them at the same time and uh there's really nothing outside of their uh, tribe of warriors who were also mercenaries and uh you know militia for the emperor at one point that's kind of all oh, yeah. that's kind of all we know so we meet our ugnot friend Kuil, who's the best character oh, who's the best character i've ever met he's Dude, great I have I just that's going to be that's i i went into school the next day and i said and i just said listen we're going to get started we're going to read morning announcements i have spoken and they're Dude, like, what I, are you talking I'm about? I'm like, going to start saying that in my classroom. That's right. I have spoken. I have spoken. That's it. Pay attention. Uh, yeah, Nick Nolte, uh, you know, hit it out of the park. Uh, you know, we go through this mandatory blurg tra- training, which, cool. Like, I didn't really need, it was almost like a rock. Wait, yeah. Can, uh, I was just, Rocky montage, oh, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is that what you felt I too? To, I had to look up to see if Bill Conti did the music for the Mandalorian right? cuz it sounded so much like a Rocky montage. I'm not writing that thing. Oh, yes you are cuz you're not going to make it. I have spoken. Yes. So, you know, you're a Mandalorian, I'll help you and off the bat I was like, okay. I guess, <laughs> I guess he's just going to help sure, him. Like what, you know, and then I'm like, I said be- uh, before when I was speaking to a friend, his name's Damien. I said, I'm glad they sort of addressed that. Like I've never met a Mandalorian before and I know you're pretty cool because I know your history. So I decided to help you. And I was like, all right, okay, and that's I fine. I think like, you'll bring peace to my area. Yeah. Like I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So he gets him, you know, as we fast forward, he gets him to, you know, shows him where the compound is, you know, uh, and now we sort of case in the place, and we have uh, enter IG Eleven. What'd you think of him? Well, can I take a step? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go, go back. Go back. No, um, so like right before the blurred montage, mm-hmm. the blurred Rocky montage. Yes. I made a quick note of. I love how they're still using the original, like the original trilogy. Like screen wipes. Oh yeah, transitions are all classic. And, oh, the transitions were incredible, and I remember it was right before that blurred montage where there was that like clockwise screen wipe. Right. Where I was like, "Yep, I'm back. I'm I'm on board even more." Yeah, I, I the most awkward screen wipe is in A New Hope when they're lifting three PO up after getting attacked by sand people, and the whole screen goes up with him. <laughs> yes. And just like oh, this, oh. this movie, crazy. But yeah, you're you're 100 right. The, uh, the I think I and I think I saw there were some uh, transitionary wipes in chapter two as well, uh, if I remember. Yes, there were. So yeah, that's a big part. That that is a Star Wars staple, as they would say. Um, yeah. So oh, yeah. IG11, loved them. I want more. I want more IG. I need more of IG Eleven. I loved, you know, even if he's a robot, his personality was shining in my opinion. I thought it was great. The 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 best back and forth was not so bad for a droid. Agreed. <laughs> just, just the these, way Psycho like delivered his line. These terms. Perfect. These terms are acceptable. 
<laughs> We're pinned down. What do you want to do? Initiating self-destruct. No, no. Don't initiate self-destruct. Do self-destruct. <laughs> yeah, so I have some philosophical questions. First off, that was a lot of people in that compound. Second off, as we think about the asset, you know, and after yes. all the action and all that fun stuff, and it was just one, you know, it was great. Why were they there? Why was it such protected? What is the reasons behind the asset? Because that's a big deal. Yeah, and, like, who were they protecting that asset? For, exactly. And and yeah. was there a big boss there? It was all cronies, in my opinion. Like, I didn't see any... There was no big boss. No big boss, exactly. So, like, yeah. who got them to protect the asset? Right. Right. Uh, I mean, Trandoshans, they're no, they're no joke. Those people, you know, those, those aliens, they, they're tough as nails. And there was 50, 40, 40 of them, yeah. you know, firing the 50 cow, which by the way, was a great scene of him oh, lighting everybody incredible. up. Great scene, great music. And, uh, you know, we get. Oh, the, the, I, lo- I love the turn of the music, especially when uh, the Mandalorian, you know, threw the cable at it, got it back, and then he's firing at yeah. everybody. That was such a great scene. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He's nearly invincible until chapter two, and we'll figure that out in a, in a minute. And yeah. uh, so they open this pod. Boom! The big bomb drops. We have a Yoda slash yaddle uh yeah. type species and I, I was speechless for me seeing it for the first time i'm like oh damn they went there like what is what does any of this mean i saw those ears and i was like good god yeah what is happening right right, now? right. and and circling back because we completely missed a scene when he gets the 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 tracker uh our friend uh, what's his name? Yeah, Doctor Parsing. Wait, that doctor, and then the the client, and he's like, you know, yeah, the they, they told yeah. us you were the best in the parsec. You know, I loved him. Everything about the mystery of oh, him. You know, and another another um, great line with, you know, we have you we have you outgunned four to one. I like those odds. You know, it's a <laughs> great 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 scene there. You know, and just seeing you know uh, the stormtrooper. With the Empire, the Stormtrooper, you know, you had to be have clean everything, and they are battered and beaten up. And did you notice yeah. that the client had a had a gold Imperial emblem around his neck? Yep. Is it a prize? Was he part of the Empire? Is he part of something different? Yeah. That symbolism means something. You know, so, you know, they want it in the live. But he says, listen, if you got to kill it, you got to do what you got to do. You know, bounty hunting is a complicated business. Don't it, you agree? And it's the it's the most complicated it could get. Like outside of a like a human child with force powers, like that's fine. This tops everything. I want to know what they were saying. Well, in, yeah, yeah. Oh, they 
told the Mandalorian they wanted Baby Yoda yet all alive. IG-11 was immediately, we got to kill it. Right. So where did it was he from another? So did somebody else send? That's another great point. That's another great point. Is it another faction of the guild? Like who else knows about the asset? Exactly. Who else knows? Uh, Very, very interesting stuff. And as it ends, you have the finger point and there's that. And the the first thing I thought about was like, that's the last of its race. He's part of the last of his race. There's empathy. Yeah. There's empathy there. Oh yeah. He's now in trouble because he knows this is bigger than him. And then that you know. Oh yeah. And then when the credits started rolling, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, if you saw my Instagram story, that's exactly what I was like. I was like, <laughs> what? This is over. I can't believe it. I can't believe we get this show. Dude, I actually love that they're like between like like. 30 and 45 minutes great. I, that is such a perfect amount of time great length great great length so um, yeah so what's your overall overall impressions what else do you want to add about chapter one so chap- I have so many questions about baby Yoda <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much all my impressions are about baby Yoda okay so chapter one impressions a is he a clone Good question. B, are we introduced to a, an entire planet of Moriota-like species? A, a fair question. C, is it the remnants of certain like empires trying to get rid of those species? Mm. Mm. Were they captured? Yeah, D were now? they? Yeah, yeah. You are on the D. We um. Yeah, it was I mean the empire was always about scientific research and development. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they had a, a a laboratory full of every single species in the galaxy to study for them whatever whatever. So D Does this 50-year-old child have the same power as Yoda? So at the timing I mean, of, at, well, at the timing of the chapter, timing of this episode, timing of chapter one, in my head, I went, not every being is force sensitive, even if they're from the same species, because not every human yes. is force sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's an argument that says that everybody is force sensitive. It's just who can tap into it for their use. So, yes. So half of me was like. I kind of wish he's a dud. Wish he or she is kind of a dud. Like they, they, they're all fighting over this great thing that they think it can do, but it can do nothing. You know, it's yeah. sort of just a, a scapegoat of a, for a plot point. So then the other half of me was like, well, if this thing is really force sensitive, then outside of Luke, who is alive and training Jedi at this point, or or traveling the galaxy, wouldn't Luke? Who can, by the way, feel Leia from across worlds? Yeah. Why can't Luke feel this Force-sensitive character? That would be, you know, connecting it to the wider world. If Luke is the most powerful Jedi, and like him and Vader can communicate remotely, 
like Kylo and Rey, which is just well established that it can do that. Yes. Why can't they see each other? And then I'm just going to jump in and say, since Snoke is so damn powerful, could Snoke see this creature? Yeah. You know, and maybe that's what the compound was all about. Maybe it was a Faraday cage. Don't know. We'll find out. And the other question I I asked, I, I texted you about it, where, like, if Favreau's literally trying to connect all of this and throw a giant, you know, 40-year-old Easter egg in the bunch where... Yeah. When Yoda says there is another, right. there really is another him. Quite, quite possibly. And it wasn't Leia. From a, from a certain point of view, that's what Star Wars is based off of. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So because that's, yeah. if he's 50 years old, this little Yoda guy is around... Right around the time of what? The Phantom Menace? Yeah, the prequels. Yep. Before? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. So, did Yoda... And this yeah, did Yoda has just been under wraps forever. Sure. For 50 years. Did Yoda foresee this? Did he... Yeah. You know, is... If this thing shows up in the Rise of Skywalker... That would put I will him. That would put him at. Wrap on my seat and walk out. That would put him at 80, 80 no twenty five, so fifty. That would put him at uh, seventy. Close to hundred. Se- well, no, it's a thirty years, right? So, so thirty oh, years yeah. between return, but there's five years now. So twenty add twenty five, so seventy five years. Old. So what would it would be his an species which. We don't even know the name of the species because it's unknown. Star Wars, it's so under wraps. Yeah. No one knows the name of the species. Yeah, I don't think it was just, it was never established. I think George Lucas wanted to keep it a mystery. I mean, uh, Yoda died at 900. Yes. So let's round him up to 100. That makes him one ninth of Yoda. So he's 11? <laughs> That's. That's what I'm saying. He's 11 years old. <laughs> if he shows up in the Rise of Skywalker, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Maybe he was Broom Boy at the end of uh, The Last Jedi. We don't know. Maybe he can change forms. Uh, very, very know. good. Very good. Any final thoughts on Chapter 1? I loved it. Oh, I love Chapter 1. Chapter 1 was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a great introductory episode to a series, especially... Like, you know, Star Wars was hurting because Solo didn't do so well. Mm-hmm. The last, uh, the last Jedi, everybody's down on device, and this was such a, this was such a good, like, yeah, this was a home run. Boom, bring was, you back in. It was a home run. Um, I argue that the last Jedi allowed us to move past the generic formula. Uh, although, yes. for me, again, if you listen to the podcast on a weekly basis, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, score the, I score The Last Jedi at a 69. I broke, <sighs> I broke the scenes down. You know, yeah, 69. I've rounded up to 70 for the, because it's a family-friendly show. Um, 
I broke the scenes down into like 56 different scenes, and when I said good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, 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 70% was good and 30% was bad. That's not rotten, and it's not exactly fresh. Yeah. You know, fresh is what, a 65, 67? So it's, it's a fine movie, and it's just not... It wasn't what anybody expected. As soon as he threw the lightsaber, this is a different conversation. Well, we can talk about Last Jedi stuff at a different time. But yeah. it opened the door. It wasn't J.J. Abrams. Yeah. It, well, yeah, no, it's it can't be. J.J. Abrams just pumps the nostalgia into to one hundred. That way, you you know, if you look at go off into a tangent. Endgame. <laughs> Endgame worked, but the majority of the movie were just previous movies. Oh yeah, you know, so like there was actually no new content for the most. Oh, and and when they went to Ultron, I was like, "Get out of my face!" Right, like there's, you know, like okay, <laughs> I guess this is where we're going. But anyways, you're right. Um, chapter one, excellent. Uh, let's see what the Mandalorian does. He has the asset now. He now has to make a decision. What yes. does he do? Where does he go? He does he he can't go back to the guild because uh, we talked about how IG Eleven was part of another guild. Yeah. What so you know now? whoever's with whoever sent IG Eleven yeah. will know where he is, and they're going to come after him. Exactly, which would lead us to chapter two. But that is chapter one sort of reaction with Mister Mike. Stay tuned as we get rolling right in the chapter two right now chapter two comes out three days which by the way i thought the mandalorian was coming out every tuesday i thought it was a weird day and i'm like why would i put it on tuesday this is the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my life tuesday's so busy for me i freaking stream games i don't have time for this and then they're like no no no, no. it's fridays and i'm like what i love friday night mandalorians are you kidding <laughs> fantastic I, I, I hate Friday because I'm so tired from the week, but now Fridays, I'm all jazzed up. First off, avoiding the internet at all costs all day Friday because you know people are getting yes. up at 12 or 1 to catch the episode and they're already throwing stuff at the wall. But yeah. I uh, I think you were watching it. You texted me. You said you were watching it. And I almost said, wait for me. And I wanted to watch it together. But I was like, you know what? I don't know what time I'm going to be ready to watch it. So I think I finally sat down at 9. 9 p.m. on Friday to watch it. Probably around the same time I did. Yeah. And uh, I was delighted. I saw, okay, 34 minutes. Let's add in three minutes of credits, four minutes of credits. We got a, yeah. we got a half hour. I'm like, okay, that's a, that's short. You know, that's a, that's a nice length of a TV, you know, show. And, again, I've only seen it one time. As have I. So my details are probably going to be a little hazy on this. I hope I... Uh, Samesies. Yeah. Uh, but it opens up, and I think they're walking back to the ship. And yes. lo and behold, they see the- son of a gun Jawas decimate. I was so upset for him. Like, what do you do? When the Jawas come after your ship. Oh, they just destroyed it. But as a uh, as a parent, and I'm sure you as a parent, I want one of those floating, ca- like, 
cradles. Yeah, how's that work? Those were amazing. That just follow you around with your little wristband. I need one of those. How? Who can get on that and invent that yes. for me right now? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's a an NFC. That's what it uses, near field communication, and then starts moving towards it. But, yeah, that was, that was great. Uh, he starts firing on these Jawas with disintegration missiles, and they oh, are just... Well, hold on. Before the Jawas, I'm sorry. He's wa- they're walking back, and the Trandoshans uh, attack yes. him first. Here's they what I them. now like again. Now I'm remembering. Here is what I picked up from that. Two things: one, disintegrations, great. Uh, two, they also had a tracker. Did you notice yes, that? Yes, they did have a tracker. Now, was the tracker for him or for the asset? Like is it, or is it was, yeah. was the tracker from IG11 that they just picked up? Oh, maybe, maybe that's a good question. Yeah, so I I I noticed that, and I wasn't sure. I was like, wow, they already have a bounty out for the man. Like I would have been shocked. Like maybe IG11 transmitted, you know, coordinates. Like uh, upon. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that would be tough because he didn't really self destruct. He got shot in the head. But uh, obviously the Trandoshans found them, or maybe they were the, maybe they were out on patrol and went back to the compound, and they were like, "Wow, everybody's dead. Oh, there's a tracker here. Let's see where it leads us." I don't know. Maybe I'm reading exactly. too much into it. I just don't know just yet. But uh, yeah, that leads him to the Jawas. The Jawas, these off-world Jawas. I think they're the first Jawas we've seen since Tatooine. I think so too. Yeah. Tatooine. And I haven't seen one of those rollers since Tatooine. Yeah, for sure. And which is fine. You know, obviously Jawas exist yeah. on desert planets. There's nice diver again, it's it's nostalgia, but new. You know, that's yes. the great thing what they're doing. Like, oh, we recognize Utini and all their gibberish and stuff like that. And, and the fact Favreau's that doing a great job of that, of like connecting the old Star Wars fans and then like throwing it in where like Hey, you new kids, you'll like this too. Yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, his ship is completely decimated. The first thing I, oh man, when he went into the ship and all his weapons were gone. How disappointing. Like, I was so disappointed for him. I was so mad. I was like, oh, he's got to. just all those little sparks flying around all over the place. And yeah. then it's like, I'm going to get all these weapons. None. And like, he's he's up in his cockpit testing buttons. Everything is broken. They took everything. What? And like, there's, there's no, there's no side of your ship. Like, do you think that it's gonna fly and what you're you gonna do? be able to survive going? I, I was light speed. I mean, secretly, I was happy that he didn't fly away because I would have like this to show. Now, I would have been like, this show is stupid. Although that would have been very hard to say. So okay, so the ship is done. <laughs> And he's just like, F it. I'm going to walk. <laughs> yep. And catches and somehow catches up to these Jawas and starts firing. He's pissed. Give me all, oh, give yeah, me all of it. Scaling, <sighs> you know, scaling up the side. Uh, it was nice to see him not really invincible. He's getting, by the way, they're throwing junk at him, which I just think is so funny. They're throwing everything. 
pieces. You know what it kind of reminded yeah. me of? And, and like, this, this all ties, like, it's like Disney formula. It reminded me of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade because there's that one scene in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he's hanging on to the edge of the uh, of the tank by his little like satchel strap, mm-hmm. and they're about to run him into a rock. Yes, and they're doing the same exact thing. Yes, he's hanging on the side, and by the skin of their teeth, they both roll over onto something and save themselves. That's a great connection. Uh, I thought about Solo when Chewie was hanging off the side same idea you know he pulls them back and that's you know that's fine because you know these main characters can't die or there'd be no show but still edge edge of your edge of your seat entertainment and i think he disintegrated four or five of them and i started thinking about like how many how much are those capsules and where do you get them and what's the compound made of those capsules are incredible yeah like what who like but can those capsules go into anything else except for his little, like, rifle, blaster, taser? I don't know. Maybe they're a Mandalorian thing. special. Uh, Vader in Empire Strikes Back tells Bubba Fett no disintegrations. You know, and he says, as, you, you, know, he says, as you wish. Um, you know, so maybe that's just a Mandalorian specialty, the disintegration. You know, but also... I, Speaking I, of Boba Fett. Yeah, fire. Can we go back to episode one for a second? <sighs> chapter one, not not oh, the, not yeah, not the Phantom. Okay, yeah, chapter one, go. So there's been a lot of chatter online Uh-oh. about he's per- he's perusing this. the forums. Yeah, so <laughs> when he goes to get the Beskar made into his little mm-hmm. shoulder mm-hmm. piece, that Boba Fett's in the background, and that the like sign of Boba Fett is right above. Yeah, so so the skull with the horns yes. is a Mandalorian symbol. Yes. So that's not Boba Fett's symbol. That's, uh, oh, I'm that's sorry, my bad. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just saying when we when we first saw it prior to Clone Wars, it was Boba Fett's symbol because that's what yes. that's what his sigil was, you know. But then they built up the Mandalorian lore, and we saw that sigil there. We also see the sigil outside of Maz Kanata's castle. 25 years in the future in force awakens yes. on a flag. So it's obviously has, has lasted up until episode seven. So it's one of those Easter eggy things that, you know, you, it would have to be pointed out to you. You wouldn't see it. You know, uh, Anakin Skywalker's pod racing flag is another Easter egg hanging in the flags of Maz Kanata. But yeah, uh, I have to, like I said, I've only had one watch. I have to watch it again and I will hit the space bar I will br- I will brighten the screen up. I will see what I can see, and we'll have to get back to you because I'm not convinced that Boba Fett is dead. Based on the fact that Beskar armor seems to be able to deflect blades, uh, blasters, uh, apparently bites from any creature. Oh. I don't know about that. It looked pretty. Uh, I mean, it was banged up, but I'm thinking like the sarlacc. The sarlacc that. pit doesn't really kill you. It's sort of like it's acidy and it's slow. I would say he gets out of there. 
somehow. He gets out of that right. for sure. I don't uh, know. I, I feel like Sarlacc Acid would do more to just not just the armor, but yeah. like there's <laughs> there's there's spots inside the armor that you can get to. Mandalorians, man, they they're survivors for sure. But yeah, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, does it take away from the Mandalorian if Bubba Fett is alive, though? That's a good that's a good question. Yeah. You know, do oh, we do we I, yeah, do we care about Pedro Pascal at that point if Bubba Fett is in this? But it could set up like a uh Mandalorian versus Boba Fett where That'd be cool. like that would be pretty awesome since yeah. like Boba Fett found I'm I'm just going to call him Baby Yoda even though he's not Yoda cuz everybody else is. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah no you, so, no no like, it's a good point Mandalorian trying to protect baby Yoda and Boba Fett still working for the Empire yeah where yeah I, I'm on board with that yeah I like it I like it um I I feel we're gonna get a lot of Boba Fett in the Kenobi series I think we're gonna because that's a perfect way to put oh, him yeah. in back into the Star Wars universe in live action without upsetting anything because we know Bubba Fett was on Tatooine going after Luke Skywalker because Darth yes. Vader hired him in the comics to do that to figure out who this Skywalker character is so we know that that is a thing uh, so he if uh, the Mandalorian fails miserably against the Jawas in fact it was sort of comical to see actually I like the fact that he sort of you know got his his ass kicked oh well i'm sorry let's 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 backtrack just one step i'm sorry i completely forgot about this um so one of the questions i had okay from chapter one was does baby yoda have the same powers that actual yoda has right and at the time and we completely yeah. skipped over the the one thing where um after he gets sliced from whoever was trying to oh the trans the transdotions that's right yeah the transdotions he's trying to patch himself up by and, the way using electrical means which looks terribly horrible it it looked terrible it looked incredibly terrible yeah. and by terrible but, we mean like really cool looking but also very painful not terrible as a yes. cinematic experience. Yes, exactly. But then you see little baby Yoda raising his hand yeah. to do some force magic to heal it 100% up. 100% right. 100% right. And I was like, in my mind at that point, I was like, oh, he do does he have these powers? Does he know what he's doing? The force flows through people. You know, good and bad, and obviously this creature is seeing the Mandalorian as good, so he's coming to his aid. That's yes. how that's how I saw it. But it was just so funny. He's like, "Listen, put him back in the pod." He had to put him in the pod like three times. I'm like, "Oh my <laughs> yes. god, he must be so frustrated at this damn little baby." That's so funny to me. And we we both know this feeling. Yes, for sure. For yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so we're left wondering whether or not Baby Yoda has any powers. It seems like he does, but no evidence just yet in the show. No evidence yet. Yeah. 
So then you're right. That does transition back to Jawa. Uh, so now he's sort of knocked out, and Baby Yoda is, I think, again about to do something, and he wakes up. You know, or maybe yes. Baby Yoda is the reason why he wakes up. Maybe. And uh, they take the long one night stand walk, the walk of yes. shame. The walk of shame. Back to uh, Ulil for uh, a little bit of help. So I was like, yes, oh, we yeah. get we get more Nolte. I'm excited. How are we going to do this? Dude, I love Nolte in this. I want more Nolte yes. going forward. Yes. I, you know, I was, you know, just fast forwarding when he's like, you know, I'm going to need a crew member. I'm like, yes, form the team. And he was like, nah, I've done this before. I'm good. I'm good with peace and quiet. I'm like, God damn it. I was like, darn. So uh, now all of a sudden. This is your family show, Sean. Yeah, right. (laughs) Now all of a sudden, blurgs uh, are unnecessary as he's uh, now transporting the Mandalorian on a sled, which sort of negates the whole Rocky montage we talked about earlier. Why wouldn't he just take him on the sled? Yeah, um, yeah, I was. You know, obviously the Mandalorian didn't use the blurg to come back from the compound. None of that makes sense. No big deal. We're going to let that one slide. No, because uh, Nolte wanted half the blurg, so he took the blurg back with him. Did he take the blurg? Okay, that's fine. So he just said, yeah, "Yeah, get back on your own. So, all right, that's no problem. Um, So now they go and, you know, they go to negotiate with the Jawas, and uh, that's always fun. And, or like, put your weapons down and your blaster. And I liked him. I liked his sigh. Like, fine. He also says, fine. "I'm a Mandalorian. Weapons are my thing." <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Weapons are my culture. Yeah. Weapons are my thing. Something like that. Yeah. It, oh, I love it. Yes. Uh, you know, and they go back and forth with stuff, and he's like, "I can't offer that." They want the armor. No, he's like, you know, there's communication to going back, and then they're screaming about an egg, an egg, an egg. I'm like, all right. Yeah. We're getting yeah, in, yeah, now, now yeah. we're getting into the weird part of Star Wars, the stuff that I'm like I'm not really into creatures. Uh, Same. Rebels really went into the creature aspect of Star Wars. Uh if you know, anytime there's a creature introduced like the Fatiers and the Last Jedi, I'm like, meh, I don't need creatures. I don't need new stuff. I just like yeah. just keep going. Anyway, so we get this rhinoceros creature after going into a cave, which was fun. And, you know, wakes him up and he's flying out of the cave. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. Um, yeah. How about the flamethrower, by the way, going back to the Jawas? <laughs> fires. Fires. <laughs> Dude, I love the <laughs> fires, flames at them. I was like, oh, I didn't even know he had that. That's great. And everything about this show is just so funny, man. There's so many cool details. Oh, yeah, he did that with the uh, with the blurg when he got um, tackled by the blurg. Oh, did he do that too? Yeah, see, I'm telling you, I got it. Um, and it was uh, like shooting out the side of the blurg's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fried blurg. No wonder the thing didn't trust him when he was trying to ride it. Uh, so then yeah. um, he gets his butt kicked by this rhinoceros, and he's like, but- his helmet should be crushed, his chest plate is crushed. He's been bitten by it both times. He's got no shot. Zero Covered shot. Covered in mud. Covered no in mud. Shot. His disintegration rifle, which I was happy to see, malfunctions. Because I'm like, sweet, yes. the, you know, the weapon's not impervious. That's great. Uh, and Pulls then he's, out his boot blade. 
Yeah. And just holds it out like it's a horn. Yes. Like, what is this going to do? But this is my last resort. This is what I'm going for. And enter Baby Yoda. Full force action. Holding this thing in the air. And I was like, episode two, and they already went there. I can't believe what we're seeing right now. I am really surprised they went with Baby Yoda showing his powers that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, I go back to the original question. That has now created a tremor, a ripple effect in the force. My opinion is that that should be felt somewhere. So maybe oh, people yeah. are maybe people are coming after them now. We don't know, but you know the thing sleeps it off for like eighteen hours, which I thought was hilarious. Actually, oh, he sleeps for like three days. It has Amazing. to. Yeah, you're right. It's. I'm just thinking about putting that ship back together. Probably took a week. <laughs> you know, a week, two weeks to put that ship back, ship back together. Which, by the way, I love the fact that they showed a lot of footage of putting that ship back together. It just wasn't fixed. They showed, well, but yeah. the Mandalorian, all he does is hold up, like, sighing. Yeah. That's all he does. He does yeah. not actually do any of nah. the putting the ship back together. Nah. Except holding up, like, the siding of yeah. the ship. You know, so, uh, <laughs> and I guess that's why he was like, hey, I could really use you as a crew member. Maybe yeah. he's not good with the Please engine. help me because yeah. I'm terrible at this. Yeah, maybe he's not good with the mechanics. But, um, yeah, the thing slept that whole time. And eventually wakes up, right? And I think as he's flying away, and you know he makes his offer to Elil, and Elil kind of declines him. And I have spoken. Yeah. You, don't, you don't need to pay me anything. I have spoken. Whatever, which was fine. And no, it felt like. Well, it, yeah. Speaking of that, I have spoken. He drops that line like seven times in the first chapter. Yeah. Only drops it once in the second chapter. Well, maybe. maybe where I was yeah. like. There were so many times he could have dropped that I have spoken. And all he, after he declines his invite to join the Mandalorian ship, he's like, I have spoken. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, that's that's the fight. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. He should have dropped one during the Jawa scene for sure. That would have been good. Like, no, nah, no, nah, you can't have the Mandalorian armor. That's his culture. I have spoken. You know, let's, uh, let's move on. But, um, yeah, he flies away, uh, you know, fully functional ship. And I, actually, yeah. uh, Nolte had a good line. He said, uh, you know, your ship's not broken. It's just stripped. You know, he's like, yes. he's very logical. Oh, he's like, listen, man. your ship's not broken. It's just stripped. We can get these parts back. No big deal. Like, it was that Like that wasn't a big deal to him. And he's like, I've seen this before. So oh, we could put it back in uh, Rocky montage. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do another montage. I think you know. it was the same Rocky yeah. montage music, too. As they slow high five to to a freeze frame uh, that would have been really cool um, in a beach <laughs> but as we come to the end of the story you know i think I, I don't know if he hit hyperspace did he hit hyperspace at the end i forget but he flies away and the, the episode ends no real cliffhanger because no real st- no real story was told Again, I feel like this was 1.5. Well, you know, chapter one, they got to reel you in and, like, leave you wanting more. So that's yeah. why they introduced the yeah Yoda species. Yeah, exactly. And then in this episode, we sort of have a we're stuck at this place and we have to resolve this side quest before we can move back to our main storyline. So now the questions for predictions. 
where does he go? I honestly have no idea where this goes. I, like I said, I like future down the line. Mm -hmm. I would love to see this kind of connect to the rise of Skywalker Mm. where at the time of the rise of Skywalker, the baby Yoda would be, what would we say? hundred? Yeah. 75, 80. So it'd be a teenager Yoda with force powers and that we know that this little guy has. So I would love to see it connect to there. I would love to see this show connect to because it's right in the middle of, uh, well, not even in the middle. It's right after, pretty much right after the rise of uh, the rise of Jedi. I like I Jedi. like the rise of Jedi though. That's good too. <laughs> <laughs> the return of the Jedi. Um, it's five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and this Yoda creature has not been mentioned once. So I would love to see. I I am really intrigued to see where this Yoda creature goes. Where if they, I don't think you kill off the Yoda creature. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's the retconning that is you have to be careful with. A good example is like, all right, in Rebels, you introduce um, Kanan Jarrus, who is a Jedi, yes. a Padawan Jedi who got away after Order 66 and sort of changes his name and eventually makes his way and meets Hera Syndulla, uh General Sindola eventually when he gets the Rogue One and they they form this little band of rebels and this is before the Rebel Alliance is created and then it's revealed that he's a Jedi and then he takes on Ezra Bridger and then you have the wait a second Kanan and Ezra are nowhere to be seen in these original trilogy movies so they cannot exist yeah. therefore something has to happen to them and I won't spoil Rebels for you but they write them out of the story appropriately by moving them along, you know, and, and it's, you should watch rebels. Rebels is a good show now that you have Disney plus just sit down and they're 22 minute episodes. You can bang them. You can bang through them really fast. Uh, I got to tell you by, by season four, you're like, you know, you're invested in these characters and you're like, man, they're getting, they're getting, and you know what? It's damn. It's the timeline is damn cool with rebels because it takes place. Uh, like four years before a new hope, so it's gotcha. like it's it's deep into the empire. It's really cool. And then more recently with Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, which is canon, Cal Kestis, Jedi, survived Order sixty six. What happens now? I don't know. I'll be I'm playing that yeah. game. I just started it on Friday. Great game, beautiful. But he is a full. You know, force using Jedi being hunted down by the Empire because they want to kill everybody. And uh, what happens? Does he get away? Goes into exile? Does he not? I guess we'll find out. So, again, the retconning, you know, the uh, introduction of Baby Yoda creates a problem that needs to be resolved in some way, shape, or form. But, again... Moving forward, it's fine. It's just to fit it in the back end 
where it all started. That's going to be yeah. the that's going to be the the interesting and part. With the way episode two ended, it's kind of hard to make predictions because, like, obviously, like the client is probably going to start coming after them. Yeah, the client and Doctor Parshing are going to come after the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. And but where does the Mandalorian yeah. go from here? Or does the Mandalorian? Uh, hand the asset off to someone he trusts, and then he starts his own investigation of the client. Yeah. And do- the doctor and says, like, I couldn't find him. I need more information. What 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 was going on here? I don't know. You know, that's kind of where I'm at, you know? One character that, you know, two episodes in we haven't been introduced to, but is seen very prominently in the... Uh, the previews is the Gina Carano character. The Cara Dune, yeah. Yes. X so, X Rebel Alliance. Uh, I think they called them some kind of. Mm, she was a trooper. It, 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 you know, big big armor, big gun. You know, kind of. Uh, very very powerful trooper in the Rebel Alliance. I don't. Yeah, I don't know where she comes in, but they seem to be. They seem to be boys. Seem to be friends. Yeah. Uh, and then we have. Yeah. Um, who's the other character? Oh, we haven't even been introduced to one one Carlo Esposito's character, Moff Gideon. He's coming in. Exactly. Yeah, Gideon is Gideon above the client? Is a client above Gideon? Exactly. We don't know. So there's a lot. There's still a lot left to explore. And if you only think about it, if. They're averaging 30 minutes a pop. You got six episodes left. You only got three hours of show. Yeah. How, what are they going to Unless, unless they make a episode or chap, chapter eight an hour. I bet you they do that. Like an hour. Or like 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, well, you know, even even a, an extended, like a 75-minute episode. Kind of like yeah. an episode and a half, I guess we'll find out. But, uh, yeah, what are your overall impressions before we, we sign out of here? I, I am still on board with it. I like Disney. Favreau needs to do most Star Wars things. I think from yeah. now on, most yeah. Disney things. To be honest with you, and I actually wrote this one note after I was like, you know, I was having my drink. And watching for the second time and watching IG-11. And I was saying, I wonder what Solo would have been if Taika Waititi would have done it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's, let's get into that. There might be room for Solo. You know, Solo may return as a series. I would actually love to see it as a series. That's the perfect same. Uh, entourage of characters for like a rom-com <laughs> you know or uh but i am, yeah. i am very interested to see where the mandalorian goes and i have faith in favreau as a uh as a creator of it because he has done no wrong with these types of shows mm-hmm. like going back to iron man yeah like disney has faith in favreau and so do i sure and but, that's... but I leave you with one last question. Okay. So, Baby Yoda, Baby Groot, who you got? 
<laughs> There's so many categories we could break this down into. Baby Yoda, cuteness, baby Groot. Powers. Well, cuteness probably goes to Yoda right now. Oh, I 100%. <laughs> um, intellect, not counting force powers, intellect probably goes to baby Groot based off of Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, and he's like really aggressive towards space rats. <laughs> um, wait, you're going intellect baby Groot after he had to be told a million times not to push one button? Did they die? <laughs> I'm just saying. Ba- baby Yoda kept. 50% chance. Baby Yoda kept coming out of his pod. He was not listening. There was there was no listening to there. He was a, a classic toddler. But uh, yeah, no, I am. He just wanted to help. He just wanted to help. That's right. While baby Groot is just a little s head as they would say um yeah yes. it's probably baby yoda all the time for sure definitely <laughs> that's funny that's funny well yes hey listen we're gonna have to re-catch up for chapter three maybe we'll do uh we'll try to plan it out to we coordinate our watch on friday night and kind of put in a half hour session right after it while it's fresh in our brains and we can just mind dump into the audio that way we don't have to sort of backtrack and go, oh, yeah, well, remember this scene, and oh, yeah, and blah, 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 blah. So maybe that'll be our goal for uh, this Friday. Um, you know, like, look at these notes. I love the notes. I'm so proud of the notes. The notes make, <laughs> me, you, the notes make me happy. But, yeah, uh, thank you, Mike. I for, wanted to be yeah. official I, for your podcast. Well, you know what? You are official, and you are officially part of the last podcast. And you should definitely <laughs> give Mike a follow on Instagram at mjmateo 13 He'll post pictures of his daughter and all his rad dad hashtags, and it's a wonderful thing. Thank you, Mike, for coming on. I appreciate your time. Any Thank final... you for having me. I hope to see you next week. Sounds good, my brother. This will be uh, posted this week, November 18th, right? The week of November 18th. So listen on out and share it on out. We'll catch you next time for Mandalorian Chapter 3. Yeah. Good. So as we come to the conclusion of the first episode of We Have Spoken, I want to give a big shout out to Damien and Mike for just putting this together at the last minute and uh, really coming out and you know, speaking the truth about The Mandalorian. And I hope you did enjoy this episode as we hope to bring it to you for the next eight chapters. Really, we only have six chapters left, so stay tuned for that. Hopefully, you can like, subscribe, and uh, share the love as the last podcast continues to grow, and we do appreciate those listens, and we appreciate anything uh, that you do to support the podcast uh, in any format. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, Music credits, of course, goes to Ludwig. He has done a great job with the Mandalorian soundtrack, so thanks for allowing uh, the music to take over the podcast for a little bit. And thanks uh, for your positive feedback. Uh, The last podcast can't do it without you, so thanks for those uh, (laughs) three-star... So thanks for those reviews on Apple Podcasts, if you can provide the time for that. We'll catch you next time. As we discuss Chapter 3 of The Mandalorian, which is debuting on November 22nd, Friday, 
We'll be watching it in the evening. We'll be recapping it and hopefully bringing the same type of content to you early in the week. We thank you. We thank you. And as always, we have spoken. MRC Tech presents The Last Podcast, copyrighted 2019, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music credits to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Music by Chillhop.com. Star Wars covers featured by Unicorn Studios and Pandemic on YouTube. This has been the last podcast. Visit the website www.mrctechllc.com for more information.